Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome to the new episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. We just want to say sorry for missing the past few episodes. We were actually busy advising the FIA on the new qualifying format. <laughs> but I don't think, Kunal, we advised the FOM, did we? It <laughs> now seems that the FOM won't be ready with the software to monitor the new format till Spain. <laughs> it's a curious case of the left hand not knowing what the right hand is up to. Kunal, I have one more management quote for you. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. <laughs> I don't think the world's best management quotes apply to possibly the world's worst managed sport. <laughs> so let's talk about the new qualifying format change. Chaos inducing or do you actually see any merit in it? Chaos inducing. <laughs> Absolutely. They are claiming that they did this to mix up starting positions for Sunday. The inspiration behind this change is of course the back of the grid to the podium drives in the last few years. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm just glad they're not picking starting positions via a lucky draw. <laughs> but, you know, maybe and just maybe that seems far less complicated than the new proposed format. But then again, what is Formula 1 minus its forced complexity? And from what we understand, the sport is pretty much about Cars going racing. <laughs> so let's assume that qualifying will get more exciting, which is actually good advertisement for the sport on Saturday to encourage tune-ins on Sunday. But when people do tune in on the Sunday, we offer them a product that relies on artificial means to spice up the action. We have DRS, Pirelli tires, and sometimes even the Mercedes pit wall. Mark my words. Saturdays will only get better. I think the next time I go watch a race, I will only buy Saturday tickets. <laughs> the fun certainly seems to be on Saturday, let's admit it. I really wish Bernie doesn't tune into this week's episode, else he will sell Saturday-only tickets at a premium. <laughs> and to support this claim, we already have a pole position trophy. <laughs> you know, Mithila, we are acting like Bernie Ecclestone now. We are bashing up the very sport that gives us all the love and listens, <laughs> but hasn't given us any of the money. <laughs> well, drivers also spoke about needing to lose more weight. Again. I think they are taking their amber lounge appearances way too seriously. <laughs> Moving on to the new car launches. Thank God we have normal looking cars. No anteaters and other cars inspired by strange adult toys. <laughs> but my favorite car name is Haas's Formula 1 car. They've called it the VF16. And I really hope it's an inspiration from the famous American fighter. But of course, the team would be hoping that their car is as deadly on track as the fighter plane it is named after. <laughs> Renault's 2016 car is delayed. Maybe they're already feeling Maldonado's loss. <laughs> I mean his money, of course. 
We also missed Bernie talking down on Formula One again. This time, he said that he wouldn't spend on his family to watch the sport. It is so silly that it comes from the CEO of the sport. You know, if there is one man who can make changes, it is him. And also, if there is one man who isn't doing his job, it is him. I thought the one man not doing his job was Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> that coming from a Raikkonen fan? I almost thought you'd say that the one man not doing his job is Nico Rosberg. Well, 2016 will be our third season of waiting to see whether Rosberg can challenge Hamilton. And Lewis Hamilton's father, Anthony, believes that his son can dominate Formula 1 for 10 years. I think he's forgetting who is dominating Formula 1 at the moment. It is Mercedes first and then Lewis Hamilton. And Mithila, if history teaches us a lesson, mm-hmm. it is that soon we will see rule changes just to slow Mercedes down. It has happened to Ferrari in the past and Red Bull as well. What if Formula One loses Lewis to music though? Did Anthony not think of that? <laughs> or he could even be a Hollywood actor. Given the millions he's raked in, He can possibly become a pay actor, you know, an actor who produces his own movies. (laughs) Well said. In other news, Tag Heuer moving to Red Bull, Sir Cassio moving to Toro Rosso. The sister teams are now exchanging more than just technology and drivers after all. (laughs) And McLaren bagged Richard Mill, who were formerly with Lotus. I can only feel for McLaren. From a third grade engine, they are now signing up third grade sponsors. Well, at least they have sponsors. (laughs) Enough of the fun and jokes. Now let's get a little serious. Kunal, it's time to talk about the first pre-season test. Tell me, what is the metric to measure whether a test has been good or not? Let me be honest. There isn't a straightforward metric at all. There are only assumptions based on permutations and combinations when you compare lap times between different drivers and different teams. So you have to take into account the tyre compound used. For example, the ultra soft is possibly a second quicker than the soft. Then there's a fuel load, which is always an assumption because teams never reveal what fuel loads their drivers were carrying. And the one other crucial element which gets missed a lot of times is the time of the day when the driver set his lap time. You know, tracks tend to behave differently in different sessions depending on track temperature, wind direction, speed, etc. If only it was as simple as you make it sound. (laughs) I think it is best to just take testing times with a pinch of salt. Absolutely. We've seen how teams are tempted to put in that one blazing PR lap time. (laughs) And as boring as testing may sound, I absolutely love it. Teams end up pushing their boundaries even more so in tests. And what I really love is those cool aero rakes, you know, very cool looking gadgets, which I'm going to make sure is our profile picture for this episode that they attach to the cars. I'm not sure how many other sports have so much interest generated in pre-season testing or practice as one might call it in the world of sport. There's live broadcast, media coverage, tweeting. It's almost like a Grand Prix weekend, (laughs) Kunal. And there is a pre-season episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast as well. (laughs) And for all the F1 naysayers, I am not sure how many sports have teams practicing against each other. 
by that we mean seriously practicing so here's our sign of times to come from the first preseason test drum roll firstly something that will make us very happy in the time to come cars seem louder than last season we've spoken before about how engine sounds are to f1 as the squeaking of shoes is to the nba oh yes we've not done the math but it seems that mclaren did the least number of laps in testing in fact on the last day alonso drove only 3 laps due to a minor issue i wonder what would have happened if they had a major issue <laughs> maybe they'd have skipped a few races <laughs> i think mclaren's major issue will be when alonso wants to leave <laughs> and of course alonso predicted that mclaren could have the best chassis by spain i think he forgets that this era is also about having the best engine and i don't know whatever happened to the pre-season hype about honda finding some 220 extra horsepower there's this whole deja vu going on kunal so if you remember alonso had said in 2015 that mclaren needed to make up 5 seconds by spain basically the fifth race on the calendar to be eligible for the podium i think he meant fifth race of 2016 or maybe that also seems ambitious <laughs> now so mclaren don't seem to be going anywhere is what it seems like at the moment kevin magnussen 153 laps of testing he's really making up for lost time <laughs> he claims that mclaren didn't help him get the renault drive and shouldn't he be glad about that he's in a car that's already faster than mclaren <laughs> sweet revenge <laughs> and Romain Grosjean the new Haas is very good to drive is what he said i think he should just be glad that he's got a drive but guess what he's also got the same problem as us he cannot use copyrighted formula 1 footage on his <laughs> channels but the most interesting thing about Haas's debut and i don't know if it's an ominous start for them for the season but on the first day on the 13th lap their front wing just fell off. Ooh. Haryanto also had a fairly ominous start. He went off twice. Will we miss Maldonado? <laughs> I don't know. We wonder. Maybe if you were to see the context, Rio Haryanto is possibly the new pastor Maldonado. Haryanto has the government backing from Indonesia and if you remember Maldonado had government backing from Venezuela. We wonder though if Maldonado looked pretty would he have been retained to case in point of course common jordan <laughs> and lastly reigning world champions mercedes did a staggering 675 laps in the first test that's nearly 10 race distances with almost no reported glitch the nearest was toro rosso with almost 200 laps less this is the sign of times to come mithila wow and ferrari on their hand are thinking of bringing alfa romeo to formula 1 to beat mercedes you know that is mercedes's current might vettel and raikkonen have been topping timing sheets does this mean anything at all it means that when mercedes are on topping the sheets ferrari most definitely will the bigger sign of times to come though is what has been an indication from alan prost the former four times world champion is sticking to his role as the head of Renault's Formula E team and he won't be moving to the much more glamorous and illustrious F1 operations you know his son races in Formula E2 okay i really wonder if this is a hint 
of the future. Here's another hint for the future. So our long-standing wish to see a Russia versus USA in Formula One. Kunal, it might finally come true. Vitaly Petrov, who was Russia's first ever Formula One driver, he could look to start a Russian Formula One team too. And as we know, he already runs a WEC team. I am just surprised that Vladimir Putin hasn't staked his claim to the racing seat already. <laughs> or maybe he has. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, recognizing drivers might get only more complex in 2016. We have new drivers on the grid and new helmet designs to remember. Wow, I think the only thing that's simple about Formula One is tuning into the Inside Line <laughs> F1 podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week. We missed you in the last couple of weeks. We are now available on Audio Boom as well. And of course, there's iTunes, there's SoundCloud, there's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's Google Plus and everywhere else on the internet. And with your support, we really hope that someday you will find us in the paddock of a Formula One Grand Prix. Thank you very much and see you next week. Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of 200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, pro extra. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.